Cheers. Cheers. And we're back like a John Jones victory. It's Thurston 10. Well, at least we got one right. Hey? We got one right. We didn't get two right. We only predicted two, so that's not great odds. Well, actually, you might have picked the other guy in the Cody Garbrandt fight. Ooh. But you didn't listen, so. <laughs> well, in DraftKings, I was 4-2 and two, and a bad 4-2 and two because, you know, like, sometimes, like, 4-2 and two can get you in the money. It can. And sometimes 4-2 and two gets you in, like, the 20th percentile, which is where I was swimming. Oof. Yeah, you gotta do better than that. So well, it wasn't because of John Jones, at least. Fucking Alexa Grasso. She's so cute and so innocent. Who could pick her in a fight? And was probably losing, right? Um, I think like most people had it tied. Was it the fourth or the fifth? Fourth. Fourth. So it was. So it could have. Okay. They definitely both won a round. Yeah. I'm not. I wasn't sober enough to remember the specifics of the fight, but. One of the rounds could have went either way, so... And maybe Valentino was winning the fourth. Maybe that's what was happening. Maybe. Maybe. Either way, like, it wasn't, it wasn't a dominant Valentino no. like we're used to. That makes me excited for a rematch. Well, either way, you get one wrong, you do a shot, rules are rules. This is Thurston 10. Hey, we also talked to uh, Tim Dillard this week. We did. That was great. Great to sit down with Tim. Such a cool dude. Super awesome guy. Thank you, Tim. Right? Next time we'll talk more about beer, Tim. I promise, okay? <laughs> He's, after the episode, he went, I, I was expecting more of the thirst in Thurston 10. And I, but I told him beforehand, I was asking the hard-hitting questions. You did. And he was like, oh boy. <laughs> but I, I think he handled it great. Um, yeah, he was awesome. Great sport. I would encourage everybody to listen to it. And just thank you to Tim. Thank you to Bart, Eric, anybody else who's been on the show that I can't think of. We we completely understand that you guys are taking time out of your day to talk to us. We always appreciate it. We think it's super awesome. So just a good heartfelt thank you. To and to you. And the to listener. You, the listener. You're taking time out of your day right now to maybe have a beer, you know? Maybe you're you're mowing the lawn in Ooh. March in Wisconsin the day after a snowstorm. Yeah. Because, you know, maybe that's what you do. We're lawn and you mowing. put on a podcast. More likely you're snow blowing the driveway. Yeah, you gotta turn up real loud to get over that noise. I'm gonna talk super loud the rest of the episode. That sucks for the audio guy, which is me. <laughs> okay. Now but I gotta go fix that one. We're doing it for you, the listener, so that when you snow blow the driveway, you can listen to Thurston 10 and <laughs> have a beer. <laughs> Maybe chuckle. Maybe you laugh. <laughs> so, Aaron Rodgers. I don't want to spend a lot of time on Aaron Rodgers, so let's make this uh, a quick three-minute Aaron Rodgers. Ooh, okay. Clock is on. If we're still talking about this, when this says seven minutes, okay, yeah, you gotta was, do a shot. That was the easiest way to do that. Good call. All right, Aaron Rodgers. Yes. It sounds like he's going to the Jets. I think that's a little bit too easy. And here's what I'm gonna say. The only reason so much of this is getting leaked. Now, the Packers can't trade him until March 15th. 
So the only reason so much of this is getting leaked... On the Ides of March? On the Julius Caesar death day. Why is that? You ever thought about that? Maybe. You know, you know Goodell does have a brother in the Senate. Uh-oh. Like William Goodell or some shit. Ooh, this tracks. And if I had to pick one guy who would stab Julius Caesar... It would be Roger Goodell. Brutus Goodell. <laughs> okay, can we reset the clock to eight minutes? Because we just went nope. nope, now you got to. The only reason so much of this is leaking into the media is because the Packers are not very impressed with what the Jets offered, and they are begging another team to come in and say, hey, we'll give you more than that, whether it's Washington whether it's Carolina, I I think they were really hoping Oakland was going to be like, well, we got Devontae. I think, I think honestly, they're probably just, they're underwhelmed with the interest overall. It doesn't really seem like... Yeah, I have two beers. Congratulations. It doesn't really seem like there's a lot of interest from anybody. You know what I mean? Like, Except it for seems the Jets. Like most of the interest has like been smoke and mirrors the whole time. You know, it was like when they pull the mask off the the guy in Scooby Doo, but it's really just like maybe it's the Packers stirring up rumors. I, it has to be right. I mean, I remember when I asked you who would you give up more for if you were the Colts, Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love, and you, without hesitation, said Jordan Love. You, you always would rather that up have and Jordan I said, Love. No, mm, I don't know. He's only a seventy-seven in Madden. <laughs> Well, EA Sports gets everything right. So. <laughs> well, not everything. Um, 40 seconds. 40 seconds, and then we got to move on. I, I think, for me, if anybody hits the Jets, I don't think there's as big of a market as we thought going into this. It might be the Jets or bust now. Do the Jets know that? And are they going to bid against themselves? I think they'll... Uh, they seem kind of dumb. They're pretty dumb. I think They're like the you... Lions in a big city. <laughs> I think they'll give you a they'll give you a good bid, you know. They'll be able to spend a first round pick maybe in a second. Moving on, Lamar Jackson. So I I only brought this up, and I don't want to be the Lamar Jackson show, but he doesn't have an agent. He wants Deshaun Watson money, and he's way better than Deshaun Watson. He has way less of the baggage. He's won an MVP. He's, like, everything Deshaun Watson has done, Lamar Jackson is better at, in my opinion. All right. Okay. Every single team that needs a quarterback, supposedly, has said, we don't want Lamar Jackson. Now, what's fun about that is Lamar Jackson doesn't have an agent. And it's, it's Lamar Jackson? Yeah, Lamar Jackson is the agent of Lamar Jackson. He has to negotiate. (laughs) Guess what? I am the manager. I want to see your manager. I am your manager. What's up? You're the manager? They are trying to blackball. Him for that? Yeah. It it seems like it, because I can't imagine, I can't think of any time in which a quarterback who won the MVP like three years ago Right. Right. comes in to really his first big contract, and nobody wants him, it seems like all of the agents are colluding with all of the teams and saying, hey, if you sign Lamar Jackson, 
you will never get a free anybody. agent from anybody in my agency ever again. Am I wrong? I mean, obviously, I can't know, you know, for sure, but... I mean, we don't have insider information. Now, as a weird-ass as a weird ass point, bordering on a conspiracy, you make a lot of points. Because for me, I'm like, I could see why you wouldn't sign Lamar to a big money guarantee contract, right? Injuries. Injuries and the way he plays, for me, is a lot like, how much did he play this last season? How many times have we seen Tyler Huntley? I've seen Tyler Huntley too many times on Sunday Night Football because Lamar's hurt. So that would be my number one concern. So maybe that's it? it yeah, injuries, I think, could absolutely be playing a part. And the guarantee money. Those are the only real reasons other than what you're saying. But I could see it. I could see them wanting to, so who to would, blackball a guy with his, who wants to represent himself. Who would you rather have, Deshaun Watson or Lamar Jackson? Everybody. Like, baggage and everything. It's got to be Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar. Lamar. Like, I'm still, like I said, I'm pretty I'm pretty worried about injuries on Lamar. But his raw talent overall, obviously, very high. Less baggage than Deshaun. What if there's only one stupid team in the whole league? That can't be true. And that's the Browns. And they just Oof. spent all of their stupidity on Deshaun Watson. And buying the Bucks. <laughs> and then they just spent... <laughs> Well, maybe maybe well, only one team's stupid enough to do it. I he spent know. like oh wait, time out. Can we like look up how much uh, Jimmy Haslam spent on the Bucks? Because I think he spent like one point one billion to own a quarter of the Bucks. Right. I know it was a quarter stake. Uh, I couldn't tell you the valuation. Oh, you're gonna make me do the math? Wait, seriously? Well, you're the math guy, so honestly, I'm glad they picked you. I guess I got to do the math because it said, God, you now I didn't even click on the calculator. Damn, dude. 3.5. Whoops. Did I wanted to put in the quick math thing here. I really did. All right. He spent $875 million, which is more than both Bucks owners spent on the Bucks combined. Well, obviously. Bro. To own 25%. Well, yeah. Do you remember when we went to games, right, like, around before when they bought the team? And you're cheesing out because I know you remember it. We went to 15 games. We sat courtside for, like, $30 it was at the awesome. most. It was incredible. But then, so that's where you're starting when they when he bought it. They won a championship. Like, if you would have told us back when, when I'm sitting courtside and there's 180 people at this Bucks game, if you would have told me that... I don't know, eight years from now, that we would have won the championship? Not even. Probably less than that for the championship. Wow. We would have said no way. So the, the valuation makes sense to me because obviously the, the ring does a lot for that. We were dismal to begin with. Part of the reason why I get so mad at the Brewers is that they want to be like half good. That implies and there's a certain value to the fans to, to being bad. And, the, like, the value is what you just talked about. You can sit courtside for 35 bucks. Sure. Right. And if and, the Brewers just go all in and they come up short and they have to have, like, a payroll like the Oakland A's do for the next, like, three years to, they have like... They payroll? Well, you know. I might be able to afford them. <laughs> but there's a lot of opportunity 
to the people who are diehard sports fans to sit like third row like we did for 35 bucks and those were awesome experiences like those teams sucked like it was brandon knight and <laughs> nate walters and people i don't even remember and not a lot of people have a nate walters poster right now hey i'm one of them yeah <laughs> nader's gonna nate <laughs> we should get nate walters on the podcast i think he's in like turkey right now did the internet in turkey bro what the fuck any anything else on Lamar Jackson? Is he being blackballed? To be continued, man. I don't know yet. I'm an open mind on that one. It seems a little weird. Would I sign him? I guess it depends on where I am. If you were the Lions. No, because I think you like Jared Goff. No, they don't. Really? They did hate he, Jared Goff. Did he throw a lot of touchdowns? He may. I think he does fine there. If you're okay, if you're the Raiders and you're in on Aaron Rodgers. Now nah, I'm a little weird. Okay. Like, Lamar Jackson, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, who's Darren Waller. That's an elite offense, if you're the Raiders. Do they got the monkey? Sure, why not? I don't know. It's the NFL. Like, does anybody go bankrupt? For me, if you have the money and you think you're just a quarterback away, you do it. Well, they thought they were a wide receiver away last year. (laughs) And they were wrong. For me, no to injury prone. All right. Moving on. We should have just like segued right into the Bucks. You're the segue guy. I thought I segued pretty good with uh, Dim, but in the show with Dim, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think you did. You did good. So here's what we got for the Bucks. How many games to get the one seed? Now here's what. The Bucks have a much tougher schedule, and by much, like, it's the NBA. So, is any schedule tough in the NBA anymore? But compared to Boston's schedule, like, Boston can just, like, walk into, like, ten wins in a row. So, let's look at the Bucks' schedule. They got, right now, they're up by, what is that, 17 in math? Quick math. You're the math. Quick math. They're up by 17 at halftime against the Nets. Ooh, wait a minute. Then they got a tough West Coast trip. That's where I said they would break their winning streak, so... They got the Warriors, the Kings, and then the Suns. I'm assuming Durant is going to be out in that Suns game. He slipped in the layup line. (laughs) Like Jabari Parker, apparently. And... Hey, that's when we got all those cheap tickets was back in those days, hey, right? So let's do this. Let's let's assume they beat the Nets. They only have 17 games left. And then okay. let's assume they go two and one on the West Coast trip. Yeah. Every West Coast trip is tough. So they got Warriors, Kings, Suns. Let's assume Durant doesn't play. Let's assume two and one. So three and one. They have a two and a half game lead. Pacers win. Raptors in Milwaukee is a win. Spurs are probably leading. The Wembayana sweepstakes. Okay, so, so we're that's a free win. Jazz. Jazz away. started good. They fell off hard. Nuggets nah. away. Nuggets away. That's a loss. Okay. Like, let's just call that one a loss. They seem like a regular season team. Pistons and Detroit is a win. Pacers is a win, and then we have the all important Celtics. So basically, I have us at nine and two. In our next 11 before the Celtics. 
it's hard to see them not getting the one seed, right? Now, let's look at Boston's schedule. Well, first I want to see after that because you got the Sixers. Sixers is tough. Grizzlies. Grizzlies, well, I mean, John Morant is on some sort of suspension. That could be tough in a couple of different ways. <laughs> the Bulls. Uh, not Always worried. Always play tough. Not worried. But we also didn't pick us to lose for the 76ers. That's Anyone for- could get you. Also, that's going to be a shot clock at the end of this. Um, let's see, the Celtics. So, tonight, Saturday, March 11th, in the night, they play at Atlanta. Then they go to Houston. They probably be in Atlanta, right? I don't know. There you go. Then in Houston. For getting it wrong, rules are rules. And at Thurston 10, we follow the rules. All right, so they're away in Atlanta, away in Houston, win, away in Minnesota. Win. Away Portland. Win. Away Jazz. I mean, it is a long West Coast Big trip. Tri- trip now. Away Kings, that's a loss, right? So like you the have, last you game. Four and one right now? Yeah, last game of a, uh, of a five-game West Coast trip, especially from Boston. Like, that West Coast trip is tough. From Milwaukee. Right. And they don't even get to stop at the L.A. Titty Bar that Greg Monroe loved. <laughs> that he bounces at now. Though Portland, most strip clubs per capita. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. So then they come back to host Indiana. Right. When? Host the Spurs. When? At the Wizards. When? The Bucks. Loss. <laughs> so we have them. Um, how many losses do you have in there? For the Bucks, one Just I one. think, one against the Kings. So they made up one game. Quick mess. Yeah, so they made up one game, and they lose to the Bucks. If they lose to the Bucks, so it's they over, two again. Then they would have. And their remaining schedule is home to Jazz. Win at Philly. Right, Philly's gonna beat one of the Bucks or the Celtics. Raptors, they host the Raptors twice. Win and, and win, and then Hawks. So the Bucks, you have the Bucks hanging on. I think I do too. It's gonna be tough. It's going to. It's going to. Both teams take West Boston, Coast road trips. How many games is it? Can you? Is there a West Coast trip? Uh, just total. So Wait, one, three, five, seventeen. I could absolutely see Boston going fourteen and three, and the Bucks going like thirteen and four, and that would be enough. So I think really if we're Following the heart of the topic, the Bucks have to win minimum because they have a two-game cushion. Yeah, twelve games out That's of their it. last seventeen, they can go twelve and five, and I think they win. Now, if they lose to Boston, that changes everything. Absolutely right, right. Because that's, that's the, the two-game swing right direct. there. Yeah, twelve and five. I think that gets it done. And if one of those twelve wins is against Boston, like twelve and five, seems easy to me. I think you're right. Now let's talk about a basketball team that at one point in this season was good. And then wasn't good. (laughs) We're talking about the Badgers basketball a little bit. Originally, I had planned on doing like a March Madness. Like, who do you got in your Final Four and this and that. Right. And then the Badgers just fucking sucked against... The Buckeyes. Yeah. Uh, the thirteen rough, and eight I... the thirteen and eighteen Buckeyes. Now the Buckeyes did beat Iowa today. 
the Brian Balagas. Wow. So the Buckeyes are still in it, so maybe that loss isn't as bad as we thought. I think it'll age better, but still to me though. And dude, I remember I remember when it was December, right? And the Badgers were like like fifteen and one or some shit. Yeah. It was fun. I didn't think it'd be so fleeting. Like what happened? How does that look like such a different team? It was like the wall injury happened. And when that happened, I understood it. I was like, okay. You know, when your top scorer gets hurt, you can't be the same. I get that. He came back. They weren't the same. I get that, too. But, I don't Like, they, were, they weren't even 500 after that, right? Like, they were... I don't get how they completely collapsed after that. I'm going to give a little bit of a boomer take right now. Usually, I'm the boomer, so go for it. Give it to me. Greg Gard is such a hard ass okay. that he gets his team into shape in November and December... And then these soft-ass college kids. I know, like I said, it's a boomer take. Wow. By January, like, I'm sick of this guy. Then they're worked out. I'm just like, dude, I'm not trying to work this hard. And most coaches have realized that. Most coaches are like, yeah, I can't be this hard on the kids anymore. And he ain't Greg Gibbs. And then by, like, January, they're like, all right, now we're going to ratchet it up. In January, in February, we're going to ratchet it up. And then by March, we're going to be peaking. And Greg Gard is just like, I'm going to get these kids into shape day one. And they are the best team in the nation on November 1st. They're the best team in the nation on Thanksgiving. In the Bahamas. <laughs> They'll be, or they should have beat Kansas in the Bahamas. Great. I guess now, like, who gives a shit? But... By February? Now, is that really Greg overworking him? Or is that in the beginning Wisconsin's scheme can fool you later in the season when you're when most teams are like have played, they can figure us out? I think really what it is, if I'm gonna give my realistic take, not my boomer take. Find a find a median. Okay, let me find the median right now. Okay. We don't recruit high enough talent. And let's be honest, in basketball, you only need one guy to legitimately be a top 15 program. But who would want to play like this? Well, yeah, so that's where I'm going with this. So (laughs) if you get, like, one guy, if you get a Tyler Hero or a Jordan Poole, whoever, you'll be a top 15 program just because that guy is so good. The guys Wisconsin has playing... Like, they don't have, like, true freshmen playing other than a season. So, it makes sense that they would start with a little bit of a head start. And until Greg Gard starts to recruit the Milwaukee area with passion, because that's, like, what it's going to take. Whoever can build the wall around the Milwaukee area and get (laughs) the Tyler Heroes, the Jordan Pools, the J.P. Tokitos, the Patrick Baldwins, the Kevon Loonies, whoever, like, if you can get a coach who can recruit that area. Or just Wisconsin as a whole. Just Wisconsin as a whole. Don't forget uh, Halliburton, Halliburton from Oshkosh. Okay. He was in the All-Star game. If you can get a coach who can recruit the Milwaukee area, because there is legitimate NBA talent in Milwaukee, if you can get a coach... You make the move tomorrow. You don't think twice. But they have to change Wisconsin's entire 
identity on the court. And I feel like I feel like that's not that difficult though in basketball because you just need like two guys. <laughs> yeah, it's right? not the, like a football team right? where you're like, all right, we got to get lighter offensive linemen, we got to get faster receivers, we got to get a quarterback who can work out of the gun, we got to get a center who's used to like snapping out a shotgun. It's not like that. You just need like two guys in basketball, and you can make. At least a Sweet Sixteen run. That almost sounds harder in basketball to me, though. They need those two guys need to know that you're gonna not be Wisconsin. You know what I mean? Because we usually like, I don't know, like one guy usually doesn't get all the points. One guy can exceed for sure, but we're like, here's five white dudes that can shoot. You know, so that player that we get needs to know that we're gonna change it up. I also think like the five white guys who can shoot. That worked when you had a dude as charismatic as Bo Ryan. Like, Bo <laughs> Ryan could, like, go and find the five white dudes in the Midwest who okay, could shoot yeah, yeah. in each recruiting class and be like, yeah, I'm going to teach you how to play the most perfect brand of basketball. I'm going to teach you how to play my brand of basketball. Right, I'm going right. to teach you the swing offense. And he was so charismatic that it worked. And with Greg Gard, I don't think it works. No, it doesn't. And so to me, it's like, when you're saying that, I'm like, so whose identity is this? Is this Greg's or is this Greg trying to be Bo? I think it's Greg trying to be Bo. Well, Greg trying to be yourself. You know, I need to see, I want to see that. If we've seen that, I mean, either way, I'm ready to see somebody else. Greg, you got to be yourself. You can't be Bo. Moving on. World Baseball Classic. So let's look up some of the rosters in the World Baseball Classic. Only have one roster pull up. Seriously? <laughs> and does America win it? Is really where I'm going with this. Okay, because I so, do I do have the odds. Okay, yeah, let's do the odds. There you go. Cause if I had to give a pick, I don't want to jinx America, so my pick would have been that Republica Dominicana. The okay. Dominican Republic. The Dominican public thing. Now, thing is an assembly, so that makes sense. Yeah, that's what a republic is. All right. Japan is third? Yeah. I thought there would be like Puerto Rico or Cuba or something. No, Puerto Rico I don't think is as good. They have Mexico over Puerto Rico. And for me... Rowdy Telez playing for Mexico. Who do you got? Give me America. Oh, and now if, if we lose, then I'm, it's you. Yeah, can you pull up the Dominican roster, though? I'm going to ask you. Why, why does your laptop just default to Domino's? <laughs> well, you hit D, and it was like, Domino's. And then you know why. You want Domino's. I don't, honestly. I have the cheap pizzas. You want, that, you want the garlic crust. No, no, to me, too intrusive. You eat the Domino's garlic crust? That's all you taste for like two days. And I'm a garlic man, but it, it ain't right. Okay, so back to baseball. Oh, they got Cueto. How about that, though? Because I know, like, the Dominican always has, like, the best offense. Well, they got man. Yeah, they got Willie. Can you scroll up a little bit? Uh, I want to see the catchers. I want to I see their offense, not their pitchers. Wait, what does up mean? Yeah, yeah. That's down. Well, you know. 
Uh, Adamas, Candelar, Robinson Cano. Devers. Dude, Robinson Cano playing first base is what I saw. How wild is that? Manny Machado, Cattell Marte. Gene Segura? Gene Segura. But look at that outfield, though. Julio Rodriguez, Juan Soto, Aloy Jimenez. Those are three of, like, the five best outfielders in all of baseball. This is who I picked. Yeah, that's why. Like, that's phenomenal. Nelson Cruz, bro. (laughs) And then, can you scroll back to the pitchers? So, Cueto. I mean, Alcantara, I believe. See, I like that. Is what? He was on the Marlins, right? Oh, the Young winner, right? Yeah. So to me, I like that they're like top guys do it. You know what I mean? For me, like Garrett Cole, Corbin. Yeah. Aren't pitching for America. Sandy? Gonna do it. I respect that. Can you go now? Can you go back to America's roster? So Goldschmidt, Mookie Betts, Arenado. Man, it is really tough to pick. The Dominican Republic. Jeff McNeil, Kyle Schwarber. I mean, JT Real Muto might be the best catcher in baseball, but Trout, Trey Turner. Wow. I mean, I mean it looked good. It looked good, but I'm, you know, sometimes, especially in a baseball, America doesn't always get it done when you shit. So I'm going to pick the field, and I think the best one in the field is the Dominican. If we don't get a championship of the Dominican versus America, I'm going to be bummed out. No, because to me, if you get there, you earned your spot. Well, and I mean, like, in today's version of baseball, anybody can go 0 for 4. So if you have eight guys who go 0 for 4. Right, so everyone just hits the big pops at the same time. Yeah. To me, the also interesting thing about the world baseball is we're seeing the old rules of baseball. The pitcher can take as long as he wants. The bases are tiny bases. You know, it's it's all the little rules that we just talked to Tim about don't apply here. He had great perspective about the new rules. He did. I really enjoyed that. That was great to hear. Funsies. If you had to win a game, and you had to pick one coach from a movie. Which coach are you picking to coach the team that you have to win this game with? Tony Diamato from Any Given Sunday? Al Pacino? It's a game of inches, bro. Football and life. Life's this game of inches. Hard hitting, you know? I ran through a wall before I did the show because I heard that. Those words tonight. I'm going to go with Tony Diamato for me. Give me Herb Brooks from Miracle. Tonight, we are the greatest hockey team in the world. I know he's a real person, so... Do you come real people for this? Is that the catch? You made the rule. How can I catch? I said, like, just any coach from in a movie. movie. So you're right. I think you could have a separate real people fight and then a separate movie guy fight. Because you didn't say Patches of Houlihan? Well, that was going to be my fallback if you played no real people. So if I can only have 
a fictional character then from a good. movie, then give me Patches O'Houlihan. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. What? Because if you can't dodge a wrench... You can't dodge a ball. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Well, I think that's all we got for you. It was a fun episode of Thurston 10. Thanks for joining us. I'm Marcus. I'm Jimmy. Follow us on Twitter at Thurston1069. Like and subscribe on Spotify, YouTube, and wherever else we are. Google, Amazon, iHeart, Apple. We're on all of them. We are a consumer-first company. Peace. Keep it real. Working on mystery